0: Oh jam hello everyone and welcome back to monday night magic i'm not gonna go in full intro because it's late as hell we just started so i'm chewy that's bill it says squee that's clues it says clues that's us that's well i'm pointing as if you can see where my arm is over there they're over there uh this is episode 662 stuff happened this weekend we're gonna talk about it okay go
1: Okay, so this past weekend, there was a Saturday followed by a what? Sunday. I know it was unexpected, but we got there.
0: Bill, you are not helping us speed along through this episode. So, uh, there was a Mythic Championship this weekend. It's Mythic Championship 4. Right?
1: MC yeah, the I, IV, yes. yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, this guy won.
2: <laughs> Wait, the squeegee? No, no, oh. the trophy.
0: Oh, oh, I'm uh, sorry. The, I say this guy because I'm afraid if I say his name... <laughs> I will summon him
1: <laughs> I mean that's three times in the mirror dude You're okay
0: Cause his name is Thorolf Severin And he just sounds like someone you don't mess with I mean that's true So Yeah, yeah this his, a his last modern... name
1: implies that things are cut <laughs>
0: this, is, this is a modern And of course limited uh, Mythic championship We're starting with that cause you know that's That's the big thing True. Um, Let's see. I have other links here. So we have a day one breakdown of what people were playing. Now, uh, the hogak. Excuse me, the hogak deck in day one had ninety eight players playing it. This is out of what what was the number?
2: Four fifty six ish. Or 458, depending on...
1: 458 by the end of the weekend.
2: Yeah, down to 455 by day two, back up to 458 by the end. No one knows why, don't worry about it, it's fine.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter. But, so out of 450-some players, 98 were playing Hogak, which is 21.4% of the field. Yeah. Then, at a staggering half of that... The next most popular deck with forty-eight players was—is it Phoenix? It and is. Do what? It is. It is. And then forty-two people were playing Eldrazi Tron. Well, okay, that, that's then. The, the, there's not a big drop off yet. Hang on. Thirty-eight were on Humans. Thirty-eight on Blue White Control. Thirty-six on Jund. Then there's a massive drop off, down to nineteen players on, uh, I guess, Normal Tron and the Urza Thopter Sword deck. So, like, this, these top, what, seven decks were the vast majority of the field? Yep. Buh.
2: Uh, also, back-calculating from their math, it was 458.
0: Ah, okay. There you go, then. Very strange. Yep. So, yeah, Hogak was everywhere. And, you know, they just banned Bridge From Below. And it turns out they might have banned the wrong one.
2: They may have.
0: Surprise.
2: I'm not saying there's gonna be an emergency banning or anything, but it was aliens.
0: Yeah, it's pretty bad. So like can be aliens. Uh Frank, this Frank Karsten wrote this right. Yeah, Frank Karsten wrote out this not even magical Christmas land thing here of turn one bloodstained mire and carrion feeder so you bloodstained mire crack it for something with black mana play a carrion feeder turn two you play a stitcher supplier and you face is looting and then you cast hogok from the graveyard triggering the vengevine that's also in your graveyard and then the next turn you win
1: da 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 And And then, like normal best-case scenarios, this one does a lot of digging to get there, so it's more reliable than just having the best opening hand.
0: Yeah, this is not necessarily Magical Christmas Land. I mean, it's not every game, thank goodness, but... Mm. So, yeah, that's... That's kind of sick. So... Let's go to day two and see how far Hogok got knocked down. Because there were a lot, like, if we scroll down here. He says that the most played card, the most played card is Leyline of the Void.
2: (coughs) And main deck, right? Uh, He's talking main deck.
0: No, no, most played card total.
2: Okay, all right.
0: No, the most played main deck card was Faithless Looting, it looks like. Fair. There were 836 total copies of Leyline of the Void, only 747 of Faithless Looting. Only. Yeah. But since Leyline of the Void is a, uh. You know, a sideboard card. Yeah. And it had 73 main deck copies throughout the tournament and 763 sideboard. Like, that's a problem!
2: Yeah, and don't don't get us wrong here, okay? We are not saying that Hogak is just going to destroy the format, that it's just going to win everything, that it's going to be, you know, Delver all over again. No, 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 we're not saying that. What we're saying is it might be warping the format in an unhealthy way.
0: Yeah, but surely, surely, with that much hate being played... The percentage for day two dropped, right? Oh, of course. All right, let's go look. So, uh, let's see. Day one percentage of Hogak was twenty one point four uh, percent. The day two percentage is twenty four. It went up.
1: That's Oops. a spicy conversion rate.
0: Yeah, conversion rate from day one to day two of seventy one point four percent, almost the highest, the highest over any sort of sample size. Like seventy five percent of hardened scales players made it to day two, which means three out of the four, all when three bogles up... players, all three hollow one players, like that. Any sort of large sample size, it had the highest by a good five percent.
1: Yeah, when you are at twenty four point two percent of day two, um, this is where you sit down and you are like, look to your left, look to your right, look to your hand. If you don't see hoak in any of those, <laughs> you know what your opponent's playing. That's miserable
0: that yeah so that's uh hmm yeah but remember this is a a split format tournament yeah it is so you have to take the uh limited into account so this isn't like a crystallized look at Yeah. The current state of modern, but it's a pretty good look at the current state of modern.
1: It's a thing to look at considering prior to this even happening, they looked at what the deck could do and went, we need to ban a card. Because they did. And they weren't going to ban the brand new card, so here we are and keep an eye out for how this goes in the future.
2: Yeah.
0: Like again i'm usually not one who goes no you should probably ban something in fact i am never that person
1: it is one of your character traits
0: yeah you remember when is it phoenix everybody was like "Ban something ban something and i'm like eh, it'll probably correct it's close but it'll probably it corrected
1: and now there's there's a- usually we're surprised when we see a card getting banned because we didn't think it needed banning And then we read the article that explains why, and we're like, yeah, I guess I can see that. And then Mike tells us, yeah, that needed to happen. And we're like, oh, yeah, Mike's smart. And then we agree. (laughs) Checks out. (laughs) This has occurred in that order at least five times in immediate memory. So, But, Hogak, I'm not comfortable with how reliably this 8-8 trampler can pop out in the early game.
0: Yeah, because... Anytime you make anything potentially free, you have problems. And this deck runs... Well, let's just go back and look at this sample Hogak deck. This deck runs uh, Gravecrawler, which isn't free, but you can get it back from your graveyard. It runs Vengevine, which is always free. It runs Hogak, which is free. Guest is uh, free, too. Like, hmm...
1: Well, the thing is, the the things that make this card work are also the things that make the deck stable. But you're not taking on extra risk by running this because the deck is designed to do something consistently and it feeds directly into it. It's the reason why people play broken blue decks. Like, you're getting the consistency with the power, you're not actually just rolling the dice and hoping it works out. So those are usually the things that end up getting banned or heavily hated so we'll see what people do with it but i would not be surprised if they're like well it was cool but mm, we'll see give it a month see where that goes
0: yeah hopefully something happens hopefully hopefully Hmm. But luckily, uh, this wasn't uh, reflected in the top eight, which is why you can't just look at the top eight. Uh, who? Oh, these aren't in. Uh. Nope. All right. Can somebody figure out what order these are in? Here we go. All right. So throw off Silverin Thor. Oh, no, I can't say it again. Uh.
2: Nope. You'll you'll summon him.
0: Alvaro we'll Torres. Monitor. Oh, here we go. Okay he was playing hardened scales, made it to the finals. whoo look at that That is not a thing I would have actually expected, although this deck is also capable of just stupid things All right, who's who's next
1: um do you want to just do the thing where we say the semifinals yeah regardless we're gonna have
0: of to. all right yeah. so who's in the semifinals
1: uh ji young Zhang and and uh, Sean Gifford.
0: Ah, okay, that's what I thought. So Sean Gifford was on Eldrazi Tron. Like you do. The yeah. Eldrazi Tron deck.
1: Beep boop. And...
0: Was that? Jiang uh, Zhang? Yeah.
2: yeah. You, uh, <clears throat> you, you guys are aware that if you scroll down on the page some more, you can actually find their actual final placements.
1: Really? I mean, I'm looking elsewhere.
0: Where? Oh, in the final standings?
2: Uh, No, no, no. If you scroll down to top eight players, it actually has them in order with how much they won and what their place was.
0: Hey, look at that.
2: Yeah. So
1: this is what happens when you build your whole website for mobile.
0: Like, we only had to scroll past literally everything, including the event information.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, the stuff that the was posted
0: before the tournament started you had to scroll all the way down and now we can find that that's brilliant
2: yep. look at what I found I'm Bubble. proud
0: to alright so next up we have uh, Manuel Lenz who is da, 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 da. oh yeah uh, Zhang was on Jund with uh, three copies of Randon and Six and a seasoned Pyromancer and all this other stuff that's pretty normal Who did I just say? Manuel Lenz was on the Urza Thopter Sword deck. Which looks like that deck. Okay, cool. Nothing really fancy to talk about here. Yeah. Okay, then David Mines was on Jund as well. With a full four Ren and six, because Ren and six is totally fair at two mana. Yep then Juan Jose Rodriguez-Lopez on, scroll, scroll, scrolled the wrong way. Mono Red Phoenix. All right, yep. Nothing fancy here that you didn't expect. And then Martin Muller or Mueller or something. Hogak. Was also on Hogak. This was our lone Hogak player um, in the top eight.
2: So depending on how you count things, we had six or seven different archetypes here, right? Because we had two folks on Jund, two different kinds of Tron. So if you want to count those as different ones, we had an Eldrazi Tron and a mono green Tron, right? So it's like let's let's call it six different archetypes, how about oh, yeah,
0: that? yeah, we didn't actually look at what the winner was playing. Yeah, he was on yeah, he normal was on tron. Mono
2: green tron. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think they're different enough to where they're technically different decks.
2: All right, then seven different decks. Ta-da! Uh-huh. Look Te- at that. Technically.
1: Go team. Go team.
2: So, first yeah. format.
1: Yeah. Ban nothing. We're great.
2: <laughs> That's right. If you just look at the top eight, uh, it's fine. A healthy metagame. Yeah. If you look at the numbers outside of the top eight, it's like, mm, yeah, there might be a problem around here. Maybe we should keep an eye on this. So keep an eye on this. Yeah. And if you don't have copies of Leyline of the Void, maybe do that. Yeah. So that's. I'd say rest in peace, but it's too slow.
0: It is. It costs that. what? Two? Two. Uh, two?
2: I thought it was two and a white. Is it one and a white for rest in peace? Either way, it's way too slow. Yeah, it's they've already so got like slow. 16 power coming at you by then. It's,
0: it's awful.
1: Yeah.
0: All right then. So, that's really all there is to say about the... Well, okay, that's not all there is to say. Uh, Martin Muller, let's say, uh, apparently his bag was stolen five minutes before round 12, when he was at 8-3. and three. Yeah, he was able to, uh, through the help of some friends, get his deck list together, and he went on to make top eight. So, that's pretty awesome.
1: Oh, that's the, stressful.
0: The fact that he had to do that is kind of terrible. Yeah. People snatching bags at Mythic Championships. Come on now. Yeah. But, yeah.
2: Other things to keep in mind this was Mythic Championship 4, Mythic Championship 5, if you want to put it on your calendars, because I'll be honest, I forgot that Mythic Championship 4 was happening until they were halfway through day one. Mythic Championship 5 is October 18th through the 20th in Long Beach, California.
0: That's an arena and,
2: one. uh, yes, question mark? I don't know. They don't have the formats on the page I'm looking at. I they don't, they but did.
0: I'm pretty sure that the odd-numbered ones are arena ones.
2: Are arena ones? Okay. Then, uh, Mythic Championship 6 is November 8th through 10th in Richmond, Virginia.
0: That's tabletop.
2: That's tabletop. Yeah. Format, I don't know, um, something...
0: I think they've announced that, but it's not right here, and we don't keep of that sort of thing in our heads. So, Yeah. yeah. Why are these not More linked, on that.
2: by the way? Yeah, I wish I they knew. They
0: probably don't
1: have pages.
2: More on those as we get closer, let's say.
0: Or they could do this fancy thing where it flips around, and it tells you formats and stuff, but no, it's it just... Could,
2: it could be a transform card, but it's not.
0: Yeah. Good old... Uh... Whatever. Instead,
2: it has phasing and banding. Well, that's awful. Bands with other Mythic Championships.
1: Well, that explains why they're not together.
2: Eh.
0: All right. So that was uh, the Mythic Championship. There was one more thing that came out of the Mythic Championship that was kind of sad. I mean, funny. I mean, sad. And that is this... uh... Whoops, wrong one. Hang on. Oh well I don't have this cropped properly anyway, but Wizards of the Coast did this oh, shuffle tips God. little God. bumper filler thing that uh shows various <laughs> players not shuffling. they Yeah, it really doesn't. They're they're Oopsies. they're showing different ways to, to pile count.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which isn't uh, Which is wrong
2: this hurt my soul so very very much
0: like if it... if this had been called pile counting tips then we'd all be like yep but it's it's called shuffle tips and it's got yeah, I... three or four people showing how they Count look, cards. you can even see the twitch chat saying yeah. exactly what we're saying even twitch chat the abyss that is twitch chat on these large events is like this isn't shuffling it's called if you've ever
1: wondered if it was possible to bring all of twitch chat together for one cause it's rolling their eyes at how dumb this is
2: yep turns out the answer is yes um And uh, Stark in the chat just asked uh, I haven't watched this video Is it meant to be a skit or a joke No, I don't think so I think it was literally someone thought Hey, wouldn't it be neat to put this on um,
1: I mean, Best case scenario, it's a joke That they don't actually deliver a punchline for And just confuses people
2: yeah, I
0: mean, yeah. Day nine is, is being funny The other guys are being serious
2: Yeah, so this this thing that they're doing So if if anyone is not aware of this Okay, and this makes great radio By the way um, if anyone is not aware of this, so it's this habit that a lot of magic players have where the first thing they do when they grab their deck before they, they actually shuffle in any meaningful shuffling way is they do what we now refer to as pile counting. It used to be called pile shuffling, except it's not shuffling. So that was a terrible misnomer. So stop calling it that where you lay them out in piles. So you make sure that you have the right number of cards, right? And it's, that's why it's pile counting. If your piles come out right ta die, you you've, you've got the right number of cards. The problem is it doesn't randomize the deck in any way, so it is not shuffling. So yeah. don't do that. And in fact, in tournament play, uh, you are expressly forbidden from doing this more than once per match. So don't. Yeah. I mean, I I get it. You want to make sure that you've got all your cards there. Sure, fine. But you know what? After that, maybe maybe shuffle so we can get this, get this game going.
0: Right? Uh, Chet says it's once per game now. They changed that.
2: Oh, is it once per game? Okay, good. That's that's fine too. It's essentially. Still, it's just once.
1: Spend that time that they give you to actually shuffle. Don't just spell yeah. it out with miles.
2: Yeah, so it's. This video hurt my soul because we've spent a lot of time trying to educate players to not do this as mm-hmm. shuffling. And uh, here they're like, hey, here's how you do the shuffling that all the kids yeah. are. Oh.
1: This is one of those things that as a community, everyone has to learn. And it's just unfortunate when they're sending the exact opposite message to people who will now be like, well, I saw them do that. And that sucks. So, again, be polite when you see people doing it. Like, make sure they understand they have to really shuffle. You'll be doing them a favor. But be nice about it. Don't be condescending jerks.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's fine to do it once. Right? You're, you're just counting, making yep. sure you've got all 60-year cards there. Just do it, then move on. That's totally fine. Totally cool. I get it. Also, I get that magic players are superstitious lots, and they like to do the same thing, like, every game. I get it, but just cool. get, get on with it. Go shuffle. We
1: have circled that one enough. We have. On it's next,
2: next week when they put out the video about mana weaving. We'll talk about that. That, that's a With a baskets discount. of lies. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: All right. So next up. Uh, hey, look, magic will be at Gen Con.
2: That sounds right.
0: You'd think yeah, somewhere in this giant out. first intro here, the dates for Gen Con would be listed. They mm. are not. In fact, I haven't seen any dates anywhere, but I didn't scroll all the way. Ah, Sunday, August. So it's this weekend, right? Yeah. Uh, Right, yeah. Okay. I guess you you just are supposed to know that.
1: That it's this this weekend.
0: Oh, here are the dates way down here. Okay, it starts Thursday, August 1st.
1: Do what? I had to scroll by Gavin or it doesn't even count.
0: Yeah, so it starts Thursday, August 1st. There are all kinds of magic panels and events and things. If you're at Gen Con and you are interested, go check it out. All the information's here, links in the show notes. I'm not, we're not going to go through it, because we're just not.
1: That's why we give you show notes.
0: That's why we give you links, yeah. All right, moving on. I think.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, let's see here.
0: Okay, so next up is the big
2: thing. Kind of big, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay, so let's let's go back to this. And find all the... Okay, this is the link I want. Alright, so! uh, An announcement was made... uh, The big announcement was made this morning that the judge program, as we know it, will soon be no more. There are... shifting to a new
2: thing entirely I think that's the better way to think about it
1: that's how Martha says
2: right the, 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 the judge program as we know it is changing yeah let's yeah. think about it that way
1: yeah all the
0: back end is changing yeah. entirely completely as far as and you let's... hanging out at your local game store and judging not terribly much is going to change at the
2: moment for the average Magic player, you probably won't notice much of a change right away at all, right? That's, let's just start there. There's still going to be judges. When you have a problem, you should still raise your hand and yell judge. Get somebody to help you. Don't just muddle through it on your own. That's why the judges are there. So that that's not changing. But a lot of stuff on the back end is. Okay, and there there are some li- there are some links that have been flying around, and I don't know which one Chewie has up right now. What do you got up? Okay, you got up uh, this this so, article the here. The first one, the um, so Watsi one. Um, the Watsi article doesn't have a lot of detail in it. Okay, and and to be honest with this announcement, there's there's a lot of unknowns still. But if you're just gonna read one thing, and you don't care about any details, just read this one and move on with your life and go. Okay, the judges are doing something. But if you need to know more, if you want to know more, like immediately just skim through this article and go straight to the article on judgeacademy.com because that's going to be the new hub for this sort of thing. So
0: this link is the only one in the show notes, okay? Right. But in this article, you've got a link right here to the Judge Academy announcement. You've got the statement from the program coordinators and you've got a link to the exemplar blog uh about how this affects exemplar right it affects exemplar by it's it's getting rid of it
2: yeah they were, they we're ending well for yeah. now at least it's it's going on hiatus is what we're saying there'll be like one more wave that's happening now but after that nah. yeah. um in the box if you follow the link to the judge Academy website down at the very bottom, there's a button for read our fact that probably has most of the answers that you need right now for what's actually going on. Okay. If, if this affects you and it may not. Um, so let's see now what, what do people actually need to know? Uh,
0: okay. First for the most in depth, anything on this, I'm sure they're going to dive super deep in an upcoming episode of judge cast.
2: Surely. yes in fact they've they've already announced that they're going to okay and that they're having a special guest who is deeply involved in this i don't know who that special guest is i don't think they've announced it but then i believe it's the next episode of judge cast is the one that's that's going to be the one that you want to you want to listen to so watch for that they're going to go like way inside baseball on this so they're the ones to talk to yeah um is. There won't be any changes to the judge program until October the 1st, any meaningful changes until October the 1st. So between now and then, like, everything's fine. But once October the 1st hits, that's when these changes are going to start to happen. Yep. Um, What is Judge Academy and why do you care? Judge Academy is the new thing that's going to act as the judge education and certification hub, if you want to think of it that way. So certified judges will get certified through the resources and the people and the process on judgeacademy.com, that's where your judges will get certified. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, if you are a judge, you need to know all these things. If you're planning on becoming a judge, you need to know all these things. If you're just at your local game store, uh, you probably, you know, if you just play at your local game store, you probably don't care. We're, we're clear about that. But there's still going to be levels of judges. There's still going to be roles for judges doing things like running GPs as opposed to running things at your local M. all that stuff's, you know, going to be there. One thing that is coming back for those who remember it, there used to be a thing called rules advisor and that was not quite a full fledged level one judge, but they had, they had passed some, some rules examinations. Uh, I did that. That's That's coming back. So if that's something that interests you, you can totally go and do that totally for free once, once this rolls out. Um, by the way, note that totally for free thing. Keep that in mind because you may hear some like doom and gloom and a lot of hubbub within the social media judge community if that's a thing that you are tangentially involved in. One of the things that's going to happen is uh, judge certifications, while right now it's entirely voluntarily, entirely done on a voluntary basis and it's entirely free to the person trying to become a judge, that will not be the case in the future. So there will be membership fees that are essentially – you can think of it like dues maybe. No, I, let's leave it as membership fees because that's what they call it.
1: They also so, call it dues, so it's
2: fine. Uh, if, if you just want to become a rules advisor, you can do that for free. You could also pay $50 for that, and we'll get to why you might want to do that in just a second, and then we'll, then we'll move on. Uh, level ones, you're looking at $100. Uh, level twos, $200. Level threes, $400. And that's all the levels there are for judges, by the way. And I know what you're thinking. Okay, great. Why in the world would you want to do that? And, you know, it's just $100. bucks. we will just do it the once. No, 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 no. That's actually a yearly fee to maintain your certification. So you do have to have to pay it every year. But what do you get for that? The paying levels will get judge foils, and, quote, other considerations. They haven't actually fleshed out what the other considerations are. Uh, but depending on your level is how many how many of the uh, the judge foils that you'll actually get. So the higher your level, the more judge foils you get. Ta-da. And uh, in, in some people's opinion, and we're not going to get into a lot of this stuff. In some people's opinion, the judge foils that you're getting, you could sell those on the secondary market and more than make up the fee that you had to pay. Is kind of the idea. Uh, However, however, you as a judge are not an employee of uh, anybody Judge Academy, nor are you an employee of Watsi. Judge Academy has contracted with Watsi to get the judge foils to give you. Okay. That's part of what your dues are doing, but your dues are also doing a bunch of organizational stuff behind the scenes. Look, we're not going to go into that. What do you need to know? Um, Who is this going to affect? Uh, for the kinds of people who, you know, just want to be a rules advisor, it's not really going to affect them. For the kinds of people who want to, like, judge multiple GPs at Magic Fests, all the big professional stuff, that's mo- it's mostly not going to affect them either. The folks who it may affect, and I bring this up because you may see this at your local store, the folks who it will most affect are kind of your L1s who are in it, But like just barely being able to justify being in it because this is an additional cost that they're going to have to uh, that they're going to have to now uh, support that they're going to have to go through. So it does add a a hurdle for some folks who are kind of right there on on the margin. So if you're in a smaller shop, you know, you have your small F&Ms, but you do have a certified judge doing things. Yeah, may not have a certified judge doing things in the future because it is going to be tough on them. Um, we don't know most of the the nitty gritty details on this. Those are coming later. Uh, we'll find out more. Uh, in fact, if you, if this is a thing that affects you and if this is a thing that you really, really want to know about, there is a uh, an AMA, an Ask Me Anything, happening on Reddit tomorrow, 7.30, not time, but date. Uh, so July 30th at 11 a.m. Pacific, there is an Ask Me Anything that's going to go on. So spread the word if uh you're listening live by the way if you're listening live you're hearing all this right now if you're not you might have missed out and me ask me anything already happened but you can go and check it out so there you go
0: also That's that well. sound you heard was uh Magnus Sphere uh resubscribing for the 22nd month
2: thanks buddy bam nice um
0: nice. so we never actually said what this is <laughs> I, th- I thought we did not in a nice Clear fashion, so all right, sorry, so judge academy is as as clues pointed out earlier, apparently people haven't been able to put this together, which fascinates me, but judge academy this is us speculating in heavy air quotes is a direct result oh yes of the uh that judge lawsuit from a few years ago where the what the southeastern judges
2: Uh, The lawsuit itself, if I'm not mistaken, occurred in California just because of the the court system that it went through. I don't know who was actually involved as the plaintiff, but the argument was essentially that a judge was a de facto employee of Watsi. And boy, a lot of things changed after that. As a matter of fact, if, if... if, if you guys will indulge me for just one moment, I just want to share an, an anecdote of what happened after that lawsuit. So one of the major arguments in that lawsuit actually had to do with judge foils, which is why it's so important that I point out that judge Academy is a separate private entity that is buying judge foils to give to their, their dues paying members. There was a GP that I was at after the whole lawsuit thing went down Where when I was given as a judge, when I was given my judge foils by the the judge manager who was doing things, they recited from a script that Watsi is providing this gift of judge foils as a recognition for the hard work you're doing for this tournament. And that you are in no way an employee of Watsi. And you actually had to sign a piece of paper acknowledging that you were accepting this gift, that it was not a payment. It was a gift. Yeah, A lot of things got really weird at, at that point. And this, like, complete separation of the judge certification process now being handled by a separate private entity is the end result of the avalanche that began with that pebble is what I'll say. At least, in our opinion. Again, that is speculation.
1: I'm honestly dumbfounded that <laughs> the judge program worked the way it did for as long as it did.
0: Yeah. It was said in the medical <laughs> discord server earlier yeah. today. Now I'm under, I'm also under no, this is a, a, a person who will go unnamed who's a judge. Now I'm also under no illusion. This exists because Watsi realized that the way the system worked was a combination of illegal, underhanded and bad and needed to make a new solution. They also realized that they couldn't be part of the solution except to give their blessing.
2: There's certainly some truth in the statement that was made there. I'm not saying it's hundred percent right, but yeah, there, I mean, not like
0: intentionally, like maliciously illegal, but I don't think that's what he meant.
2: Now, let me also say that, uh, the people who are involved in this, just the people who are involved in judge Academy. Um, I know a lot of these people I've worked with these people. I've known these people for years when I read who was going to be involved with this, I became a lot more comfortable with the whole thing, because these are people who I trust, and these are people whose intentions uh I think are are fairly transparent and honest and good. They're they're not in this just to try and swindle some L ones out of their hundred dollar fee. Okay, this is not, that's not what's going on here.
0: Yeah, like Tim Shields is the guy in charge. He's the guy that that. that... Started and owns Judge Academy. Uh, What else does Tim Shields do?
2: Uh, He runs Cascade Games. Yeah, yeah.
0: Which has been a thing for a very long time, and is one of yeah. And
2: Cascade Games runs a lot of tournaments at a lot of stuff. They used to run GPS. Now Channel Fireball does that. Uh, For a while, it was a combination of Channel Fireball and Cascade Games working together to run those GPS. Uh, but they also run a lot of events, like KeyForge events and... Uh, oh God, what's the other one card game that was popular for a while? Let's say Kaijudo. I don't think that's right. Uh, but they, they run a bunch of events at, uh, you know, conventions and things. So, like, I, I played uh, Key Forge with those guys at PAX East, in fact.
0: Pinball Witch threw 5-bits and says, Tim Shields blocks Tom Swords, right? <sighs>
1: I mean, as long as he's proficient with it.
0: Also, there was another sub. Al resubbed for the 24th month. Thanks, buddy. Um, But yeah, these, like, look at these names that are on the advisory board. Uh, clues, you know, and then Squee resubbed for 13 months. Yay. Uh, clues, you know these, yeah, I see these names on the advisory board and how to pronounce them more uh, importantly.
2: Uh, yeah, I I know several of these names, right? I I can't well, read it on your screen because it's too tiny. So I'm just going to go ahead and bring up. I'll say, do you
0: have it on your screen? screen
2: on, <laughs> yeah, I've got it on my screen too because it's actually a reasonable font size. Uh, okay, so Tim Shields is is running the company that does it. And by the way, I've heard a lot of complaints that the the company that is Judge Academy that everybody's really pissed that it's not a not for profit. Making a not-for-profit or charity organization is a lot more complicated than trying just to create a uh, a private LLC, which is, which is what non- they need.
1: Nonprofits are not what people think they are. Yeah. Like, I, I know that sounds, like, really dismissive, but honestly, they, they aren't. Like, it's not, you get together with people and no one makes money and that's what a nonprofit is. There's so much more to it than that. And also, people can make money in those, so they really are not at all what you think they are. So don't worry about that. That's The advisory
2: board is uh, uh, a globetrotting cavalcade of L3s. So level three judges. This is not like, oh, some people who outside of the judge program swooped in to try and make a buck. No, 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 no. These are people from the inside. So uh, Alfonso Bueno from Spain, uh, John Good from California or from Canada, excuse me, uh, Damian Hiller from Argentina, Brian Prilliman from here in the U.S., Rob McKenzie from the U.S., uh Joanna Virtanen I never pronounce her last name right from Finland I've worked with most of these people at events and again I I trust what they're doing here um uh in fact a uh, a person who works for Tim at uh now at Judge Academy is uh and I always pronounce her last name incorrectly too and I feel really bad about that is Nicolette Aprez. a, a, a I I can never get her last name right Nicolette is is great I've worked with her multiple times in the past and again these are all people who care about the judge program who care about magic who care about the experience of the players and i really do trust they may not they may not be perfect they may make mistakes i'm not saying that they won't what i'm saying is that i don't think they have malicious intent in what in what's happening here
1: you don't stick with the judge program this long because you think you're going to come out financially ahead
2: no, because that is a
1: fool's not. game.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: You have to actually care to stick with it this long.
2: So yeah,
0: we like they've got uh, regions all set up. Each one has a uh, a community manager who are sort of replacing regional coordinators. That's all getting into the nitty gritty, but the point is, these are all names that are already associated with the judge program.
2: Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, the one big asterisk I'm going to put on this is it will not be rolling out worldwide immediately. There are some swaths of the globe that it doesn't quite cover. And that all has to do with making sure that how they're doing everything complies with all local laws. That's part of, you know, what's so difficult about running something this big. Um, So it's going to cover something like 75% of all of the communities worldwide on day one, I believe. At least that's the goal. But there will be some areas that it won't quite cover. Specifically, if I recall from when I was digging into the articles, uh, parts of Asia. And I'm not sure that Australia is technically covered day one. Um, But uh, most of uh, North America, South America, Europe... Uh, Japan, those are all, they're all going to be there. So
1: Yeah, like, imagine trying to roll out a worldwide company. Yeah. There, there's some effort there.
2: That's yeah. part
1: of where those dues are probably going. <laughs> Getting this figured out. So, give them some time. It'll S- be fine.
2: And... Yeah, in most cases, I'm I'm highly critical when these sorts of announcements happen. When you hear like a thing, and they're like, "More details coming soon." Uh, okay, this one I kind of see why they're rolling it out when they are. I mean, it it's all gonna ha- go down October first. That is not
0: that is that two far months far
2: away. Yeah. Uh. So. You know, you had to give people a heads up that this is coming, number one. And number two, it started to get to the point where people were asking, you know, hey, so what's going to happen with the next exemplar wave? What's going to happen with the next, you know, this? They did have to kind of, I don't want to say announce it early, but announce it when it wasn't completely done yet, because otherwise people can't plan at all. So they're trying to ride that kind of razor's edge between giving you enough fair enough, enough of a heads up. Without, you know, waiting until the last minute when everything's ironed out. It's it, it's um, tough. And... Also, uh,
0: I, I've i seen some rumblings from various insider sources that uh, Watsy was sort of jerking them around on the announcement date, too.
1: That sounds right.
2: I would not be shocked by this.
0: Uh, well, that is, it's true. So,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> that's that's part of why we're just now finding out. So, yeah. So, what what does Judge Academy do? Judge Academy is not there to get you judging gigs. Nope. Judge Academy is there as a certification system to make sure that people that want to be judges know how to be judges. It's, uh, so, my buddy Cap... Who is the the guy that does the Layer of Lore Twitch channel? Uh likened it to SurfSafe. Do you guys know SurfSafe? Uh,
2: nope. yes. Yes, I do. I mean okay. not personally.
0: Surfsafe Surf is like a it's very similar. You have to get certified in knowing how to he's he's in the uh food or he was in the food industry. Uh you have to know be certified on how to serve things and whatnot. And you put that on your resume so that you can get hired this. Yes. I'm serve safe yeah. uh, certified. If you want to be an accountant, you need to get that CPA certification. CPA, or whatever yeah. it is.
2: Certified public accountant. Yeah.
0: yeah. To be certified and you have to pay to do that. It's true. And that allows you to do these things or yeah. Save me. Bunny said it's like Cisco certification for tech folks. It's yeah. These yeah. are very similar things. And that's what this is patterned after. Yeah. Is uh, trying to it's it's the connection from Watsy to the judges without it being like a di- direct connection. If that makes sense.
1: Well, they are two different organizations that operate in the same field and fulfill different roles.
0: Exactly, they don't
1: have to be the same company to work together. I mean, right. that's how most businesses work.
0: Exactly. And judges are now essentially independent contractors. And well, the, there we, you go. They really always were. Well, Yeah, but now it's legally spelled out that you're independent yeah. contractors. They are it's getting rid
1: of the gray areas that bleed. created a lot of liability. and None of that is here now. It's all spelled out. And over time, there'll be even more details I'm sure, especially for the people that actually go into this they'll probably see some paperwork that spells it out in bigger detail than even we see now. So yeah.
0: so here's a question just that I'm, popped into my head, so I'm sure it's popped into other people's heads. If they don't get you judging gigs, who does? Because it doesn't look like the community managers do either.
1: I mean, historically, wasn't it always up to the judge to reach out to the event through whatever channel they put out? I don't know. Well, I yes, so. Or the store.
2: I was going to say yes and no. Uh, one of the things that used to exist, one of the methods for this was uh, a store or a tournament organizer or anybody, they could either uh, post events, as as uh, Pharmacist Judge here in the chat has said, uh, could post on Judge Apps, which was kind of the old hub. Well, the new old, the old new hub, the previous hub for uh, all of this judgy sort of stuff. By they could previous, post there. do you mean current yeah. Okay. Yeah. Current. Okay. Yeah, the the current. Uh, Sorry. I'm already living in October. Some I'm, concept
1: I'm, of the passage of time.
2: I'm a man outside of time. Uh, but the other thing they could do is they could reach out to a regional coordinator. So like uh, the, the different regions of the world and different regions of the U S had a regional coordinator who was a contact point. Uh, and you could just email them and go, Hey, I am looking for two certified judges to help run this tournament that I've got and they'd go well here are some people in your area and they would pass that information along. How is that going to work in the future? I don't know um, I assume there's going to be a similar well, method Well they, in they place. did say
0: Judge Apps will continue to exist the, the Magic Judges blog will continue everything that's currently in place isn't going anywhere. For now uh, I don't even think it's well, I mean, that now. applies
1: to everything <laughs> like until something is announced it's there yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't even think they said for now. I think it was like all this stuff is no, still no, happening. That, that
2: that was me saying for now. Yeah, uh, but I'm saying, the only constant is change.
0: Uh, but I'm saying, I think your for now might have been unnecessary.
2: All right, my apologies. I think for, my apologies for now.
0: I read that somewhere. There's there there are like five different pages to read on this, and I don't have that one up apparently. So. Yeah. Oh, okay, wait. Farmist Judge said, Channel Fireball Events made an announcement. They will still stick with Judge apps for GPs. Okay, good.
2: Well, that's... Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. True. But, yeah. I wonder oh, how long until oh, they take the Judge's hey. stuff off that WOTC site.
2: I'm sorry. There was one other exciting thing that is worth mentioning about this. I I know we've circled around a whole bunch of exciting things. But look, all of this dropped today. We've barely had time to digest it. So there it is. You're getting cutting-edge news right here. Um... The whole judge academy thing is not just going to be for Magic.
0: Oh yeah, there are,
2: there are other games that uh, can and will be brought into this as well, including they've already announced a popular a, a partnership uh, for KeyForge. So, if you want to take your soft skills that you have from learning how to be a Magic judge and parlay those into Running a KeyForge tournament. Once you get certified for KeyForge as well, off you go. So, that's that's a thing that it's going to do.
0: Yeah, I get the feeling a lot of the things that aren't directly related to Magic aspects of being a judge work for any number of. Oh yeah, gaming Event tournament
1: management things. and human interaction.
0: Yeah, like how not to
1: a be... A lot of things need.
0: <laughs> how, ma- how not to be a massive jackwagon when someone's pissed off at you. Things like that.
1: Well, just like, as long as, you know... Because Judge Academy is not called, like, Magic Judge Academy or in any way directly connected to Hasbro, they can handle all kinds of games and this can leverage those skills in a bunch of different areas and become a resource for other games, too. So, yeah. like, I think this is actually working out in favor of the judges that are willing to do other games, or at least people who have no desire to interact with magic players still want to judge tabletop games. Like, here you go. You might get a chance. Um, so I, I see this as being a good thing for them overall. More options, more flexibility, more opportunities. It may grow into an unstoppable juggernaut that can finally get Prilliman out of jail.
0: Uh, yeah, I was, I was talking to uh, Prilliman briefly before we started. And and he said that this is this is good, because he's still in it. Because I poked him to see if he was like, yeah, I'm abandoning a ship or not. And he's like, no, nah, dude, I'm on the, I'm on the FAQ. I'm one of the advisor boards. Yeah. I'm like, oh, because I hadn't actually looked at the the FAQ yet. I was like, well, that that's a good sign, that, you know, Prilliman, at least is is still in it. Yeah. Um. And also, he pointed out that judges don't realize this but you're freaking expensive yeah it's true and that's that i think that's part of why there are uh, the membership dues is because you're freaking expensive and that money's got to come from somewhere (laughs) if prelimin is on the six-person advisory board are they the sinister six uh no i think most of them are pretty nice
1: yeah this is more of a power ranger breakdown
0: yeah, he's the Green Ranger. He'll go evil for a bit, and then he'll
2: be the White
1: Ranger. Is he green because he's mossy?
2: <laughs> yup! <laughs> he is green because he's mossy. That is absolutely Oh, great. good. <laughs> ah, anyway, so uh, if you have a friend in the Judge community who's looking real worried about this, you know, uh, you'll understand why now. Because yeah. there are changes, and...
0: And if you see people that aren't in the judge community on social media flapping their jaws about crap they don't understand, just ignore them because that's what they yeah, do. The, Literally, the skill... minutes before we started this, Wedge from the Manosaurus was all, I don't even think this should have to exist. <laughs> Shut up. You're not a judge. Be quiet.
1: Like, really, actually, <laughs> the greatest skill you can ever gain, both on the internet and in life, is the ability to gauge whether or not someone talking about a thing matters with regards to yeah. that thing yeah and most people who talk about things don't matter regarding the thing they're talking about look yeah. dig like, through the noise find the people that actually have a reason to feel a way
0: like weigh in their this opinion higher. we don't matter
1: no but we tell you that up front we're telling you to go <laughs> listen to judge cast that's the greatest contribution we can give you if this matters well, for you um...
2: Yeah. Let me me just jot this down. Uh, Listen to Monday Night Magic, comma, we We don't don't matter. matter. Yeah. All right. But yeah, when it it comes to
0: this, like, this doesn't apply to any of us. This doesn't affect any of us. Uh, It just doesn't. So we have no horse in this race, but we're trying to spell it out in a way that is logical and level-headed, unlike lots of those others on the damn internet.
1: Like you've read people not mattering somewhere else first, so I think heard people not mattering here.
2: I I think long term, something like this needed to happen to you know actually get things to where they needed to be. And given the people who are involved in this particular iteration of this thing, I think it will probably be fine long term. Okay, I I I trust these people.
0: Yeah, I mean I the judge are. program has needed an overhaul for a long time. It's just a matter of making it yeah. happen, and this was not like a quick thing. No, the, it, uh, it the program coordinators a... and whatnot spent a long time, and it wouldn't surprise me if it's a lot of money trying to figure out how to go about doing this. Like this is like not the... some stuff. They're like, yeah, yeah, that that one sounds good. Do that. No, this took a lot of work. Like, a lot. So.
1: And it's probably a lot of work that they probably didn't get a lot of help with.
0: Exactly. So, like, this isn't just a thing that was popped up overnight. That just because you're just now hearing about it doesn't mean this is new. All right? This is important. <laughs>
2: i I also feel like the entire judge program like for many many years, has been one of those things that you know when when you're involved in it okay you're you're working on it hard and you're not really thinking too much about it but if you if you were to take a step back and just look at the whole thing, you would go, I can't believe this thing's actually working
1: It's an impressive Rube goldberg machine it,
2: yeah it it was it it grew organically and that's
0: yeah like organic like, like moss
1: it's
2: not always <laughs> good um so But anyway, like I said, the the whole
0: takeaway here is it's not the end of magic. It's not the end of judging. Nope. Nope. Watsy wouldn't have had any. This is a completely separate point. Watsy wouldn't have had anything to do with this if they were planning on killing paper magic in the next week. Like some people seem to think. Yeah.
2: Oh, and in fact, that segues nicely into one of the next things we need to talk about. Shall we segue, gentlemen?
1: The death of magic. Wait. Wait, what is the next thing?
2: I'm highlighting it in the show notes. Oh, you don't have this show. I can't the, see the show. The Forbes article. It's the Forbes article.
1: Hang on,
0: hang on. I have the Forbes minutes. of Magic. There it is. All right, the Forbes article. Sure, let's do that.
2: All right. So that was an article that uh, we ran across uh, earlier in the week. This is the so, wrong thing. Uh, there it is. Okay. Now, now, do you have it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I got it.
2: Okay. So, uh, as you may know, this game that we know and love, Magic: The Gathering. Uh, is actually owned by Hasbro, the giant faceless corporation that would like you to buy more copies of Monopoly. Seriously, could you buy some more copies of Monopoly?
1: Shut your face.
2: I'm just telling you what what Hasbro wants, man. And they want you to buy, well, toys, because that's what Hasbro does. But they own Watsi. And they have these investor calls where they talk about, you know, their revenue growth, yada, 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 all this boring stuff. But buried in that boring stuff, they occasionally say things about the game that we know and love, both tabletop and electronics so uh there was a recent call about that and they discussed many many things uh including and i'm just going to give you a couple of quick highlights here uh highlight number one uh magics in store because if everybody's all like oh man arena's going to kill off paper there's no more paper magics it's all going to die uh the in-person like in-store participation is up 12 percent so if Arena is killing magic, it's killing magic the same way Mark Rosewater is, and it's not very good at it. So, there you go. Second thing to take away uh, on the uh, the the digital front, if we could, uh, Arena, Arena is totally um, a beta product right now, right? Yes. It technically has not really launched.
1: I joke about it, this often,
2: but it will sometime, quote, within the next four months, unquote. And I can't help but notice if you actually, like, add four months to now, that puts you when, gentlemen?
1: Four months
0: or uh yeah. Like Christmas.
2: Like Christmas. You're like right in the holiday season. Yeah. So I believe that they are aiming for Arena to, uh, to technically launch for holiday season. So look for your aunt to ask you if you play that um, Arnina thing. Yeah, you know, see what I did there. No,
1: no. Really
2: anyway, if they're uh, sufficiently the last... old,
1: you're playing it on a Nintendo, no matter what it is.
2: That's right. Do you, do you play that that magical arena on your Nintendo? Yes. And the answer is yes, of course I do. Um, the other really interesting thing that's in here is uh, Watsy is is doing great, but Hasbro wants them to do, let's say, even greater. They plan to, and this is I'm quoting directly from the article here encourage Wizards of the Coast to double the size of its team within the next five years. So that does not sound to me like Hasbro is trying to kill off Magic, but Magic is, you know, helping to lead their growth anyway, so that's not necessarily surprising. But anyway, point is, if you see a whole bunch of job openings at WOTC in the not-too-distant future, it's not that they're firing all the people you love, it's that they want to bring some more people on. So, there you go. Da, da da yep magic play it
0: oh yeah and then the final line here <clears throat> however arena isn't expected to cannibalize the low tech format in fact table this is a quote in fact tabletop has shown increased momentum in quote alongside digital growth a spokesperson said on the hasbro earnings call so yeah that's important arena is not killing paper magic
2: at least not yet it, see what i did is call back to earlier with the, the not yet never mind i'm sorry i'm sorry it was a bad joke no yes
0: so snarky, let me restate snarky. that without the snarkiness All arena right. is not killing paper magic okay it's fine everybody calm down <laughs> i know that's a that's that's a, a a hot take these days but it's fine
1: your hot take sounds decidedly cool, Chewy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not going like, to play Arena, because the chat can't not ask me this... I can't say that on this show. This damn question. Because uh, this is a thing that I spotted on Twitter. Uh, I learned that I don't like playing Magic for the sake of playing Magic. I enjoyed fair. playing Magic with friends. So magic arena is absolutely miserable which is why i don't play it i don't like magic the game enough to play it without my friends
1: and that's fair i've
0: said it (laughs) i know that you were probably joking when you asked me that stop (laughs) i'm not gonna play magic arena because i still don't like it all right
2: Oh hey Chewy, I wasn't paying attention just now. Um, Clues, at,
0: I no. swear to God, I will kick you off this call if you finish that sentence.
1: Man, it's like he doesn't even want three mythics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay. You know what? I mean, my power is going to go out when I just kill the stream and hang up on these jackwackins. <laughs>
2: In fact, last week, that's that's when the call fell apart. I had typed to Chewy in the chat about it. It
0: is, yeah. <laughs> yeah and I, like... I i used my toe to flicker the lights by hitting a hidden switch, and then I killed the stream and hung up. <laughs> yep.
2: Ta-da.
1: Is it the same switch that reverses your audio when we play games?
0: Oh, no. That since doesn't I sense... happen in a while. <laughs> yeah, since I switched away from the USB headset, it doesn't do that anymore. It's great. Awesome.
2: All right. Uh, I think we've only got one more fluff thing here.
0: Well, it's not exactly fluff. It was brought up in the chat, actually. Uh,
2: <clears throat> yeah, it was. I I really do think it bears mentioning.
0: Wait, where is it? Uh, we'll probably see participation drop once the no MSRP is in effect for a few months.
2: Yeah. So a uh, quick yeah. background thing. Quick background thing before we get to this bit. Here's the background. A little while ago, I want to say maybe six months ago or so, ballparky, uh, Watsy announced, hey, uh, we're not going to like list an MSRP for packs anymore. It's just not a thing we're going to do. That's all. We're gonna, you know, Carry on, carry on. That, that was it. Yeah, their and, reasoning had uh, something
0: to do with international markets?
2: Yeah, it was something, something, international markets, something. Yeah, it was some very, kind of very spin. hand-wavy. They did not have very good justification for why they're not doing that anymore. But uh, there was, and uh, look, admittedly, this is a Reddit threat. OK, there's there's a Reddit thread from a local game store owner in the UK who's like, hey, uh, just confirmed this with our suppliers, starting with Throne of uh, Eldraine? Eldraine, 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 Throne of Eldraine, the price per booster pack is going up. So this is the wholesale price that your game store has to pay to the distributor to get booster packs to their store it's going up but there's no msrp anymore right so that means that you the consumer on the far end uh you're used to buying your packs for let's just say hypothetically you're buying your packs for let's say four dollars at your local game store
0: which i think is still right i think as that last msrp i think that was i don't
2: i don't really know but let's say that it's four dollars okay your local game store is not paying $4 for those packs. It's paying less than $4 for those packs so that they can make money selling those packs so that they can keep the damn lights on and they can stay open. Okay. That's, that's how commerce works. That's why well, when you
1: bought things online, they were cheaper than $4. It wasn't a magical right. trick.
2: It was <laughs> not a magical trick. And it's not that your local game store wanted to gouge you. It's that, you know, they do need to make a profit or they can't stay in business. They're not a very good business if they go out of business. Right. Right. So if the price they have to pay goes up, but they leave their price that they charge you the same, the margin that they're making is less, right? So their their profit has now gone down. So how do game stores respond to this? Well, their margins on these products are a lot thinner than you probably think they are. And this is going to cut into them even more. So there's a really good chance that you may see packs start to cost more. Your end price cost more. Uh, at your local game store coming soon. And you're going to think, oh man, my game store is gouging me. Well, no, what you don't realize is that behind the scenes, their costs have gone up without Watsi taking the PR hit of saying, oh yeah, MSRP is now higher. And, uh, you know, this, uh, this, I- I'm not going to say it's standard practice, but it's not unexpected. And it's also, I believe, not the first time this has occurred. Uh, but in the past, what would usually happen is WOTC would increase the price, but not increase the MSRP. And now they're like, eh, screw it. We're not even going to talk about the MSRP. Mm. And I can say, having spoken with some folks out in the, the LGS community, uh, they were like, yeah, when Watsi got rid of the MSRP, this is exactly what we expected to happen. And here it is. It has happened. Now, how much does that make everything go up? Well, if you do the math, it's like not a ton per pack, but most people don't just think about it as a pack. It's like a booster box. Okay. The price of a booster box is going to go up by like, I don't know, 10 bucks, ballparky. 10 pounds is what they're using here because it's in the UK. Yeah, this this article that's
0: been on the screen is from the UK.
2: Yeah. So it's like imagine if a booster box at your LGS, let's say you used to be able to get a booster box at your LGS for $100. I'm not saying you could, but let's say you could. $100. Now it's 110 and now you're thinking, oh man, I could get that online for like, uh, you know, one, I could still get it for a hundred instead of one I'll just get it online. You can do that, but you don't actually play FNM at amazon.com. Do you
1: never again?
2: So what I'm going to say is if the prices go up, don't get mad at your local game store. They're barely look. Most game stores are barely making it as is. Let's be honest. No one starts a game store to get rich.
0: So 10 pounds is as of right now, uh, $12 and 18 cents.
2: Yeah. Which that's yeah, rough. I, I get you, I feel you, but technically prices have not gone up in like 10 years. Like the the actual like price for boosters. The three ninety nine really price really was up. from
1: two thousand six.
2: Yeah. So that's it really? been a long time coming.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I pulled up a list on the history. Um two thousand six was when it was set to three ninety nine. Um prior to that it was um three sixty nine in two thousand four, three twenty nine in nineteen ninety nine, and like way back at the debut on time, it was like two forty five, but those had basic lands and crap in them, so who cares?
2: But it also does mean that your price for uh, pre releases, your price for drafts, like all of that stuff, is probably going to go up at least a little bit.
0: Yeah, and Wizards so, isn't taking the PR hit.
2: That's right; they're passing it off to the local games. That's how they're supporting the local game stores, is by oh.
0: Yeah. You remember when they used to say out loud all the time that they were supporting the local game stores?
2: Yeah. And hey, you remember when the only way that they, you couldn't like buy products, you know, like directly through like Amazon, but then they decided, Hey, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and have a relationship with though Amazon and Walmart.com and target.com and. All all of us were like, that seems really mean to your local game store. And now they're doing this. And I can't help but think, that seems really mean to your local game store.
0: Well, yeah, but they used to say constantly, we care about our local game stores. It it was the party line
1: for a while. Yeah,
0: Yeah. They haven't said that in a long time. Like, out loud, as a blanket statement that I've seen.
2: But you know what? We will. We care about your local game store, and we think you should support it.
0: We do. And we so do. So I,
1: I actually I dug out the MSRP removal announcement because it's short. I'll just read what the rationale was. Sure. Um, starting with War of the Spark and moving forward, Winds of the Coast will no longer be giving Magic products manufacturers to just a real price or MSRPs. We're making this change to streamline our communications around new products. MSRPs are not favored in many parts of the world which led to some confusion among our global player base. As Magic becomes more and more global, it makes less and less sense to suggest a retail price. Don't worry, this isn't some big disruption to our products or to the company. We believe the elimination of MSRP will simply help us communicate better to our players in places where those players shop. That's it.
0: Yeah, that sounds...
1: I appreciate help us communicate better, meaning we will no longer communicate. (laughs) But, yeah.
0: Yeah. Also, like, streamline the communication means remove one line of information. Yeah. Which is technically streamlining.
1: Well, I think that given they're going to have various types of packs and various um, premium products and various all these things, and, like, if you can recall realistically... Very few stores ever sold, like, the super premium stuff at the MSRP anyway. This is true. So they've kind of did go... Because, like, I don't know that many people that went out and got a pack of... From the Vault blank at the suggested price. So... For some products, that was already kind of nebulous. Yeah.
0: But those were the super limited run things. Those were the...
1: Those were, like, the exception... And in order to address the exception, they kind of broke the rule. So, here we are. Um, yeah. Yep. Buy our place play sets and toys. Rock, yeah. Rock.
0: So, it turns out there was also a Star City event this weekend, so we're going to run through that real oh, quick.
2: Oh, man, I completely forgot about that. There was so much else going on. Yeah. And I'm serious. I'm not even joking here. I literally forgot that that was in the show notes.
0: So let's do it. Uh, This was Star City, Columbus.
1: Was
2: Columbus? I don't know.
1: The one with Star City.
2: Yeah, Uh, I I assume it was Columbus, Ohio. I hope everyone got their skydiving. It's usually
1: Columbus, Ohio.
2: It just says Columbus, U.S. Thanks.
1: Oh, Columbus, us. I remember that. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: So, uh, how many people, it was Modern, how many people were there?
1: Uh, The Modern Open had 765. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh,
0: And the Day 2 metagame breakdown, again, 13 Hogak players out of 68. Quick, what's the math on that Calculate A lot. A lot. What did I say?
2: Uh, 13 out of 68.
0: 13 divided by 68. Like 20%? It's just under 20%. Yeah, 19%. Yeah. Buh. Uh, 10 Eldrazi Tron, 7 Humans, 6 Jund, 5 Mono Red Phoenix. Where's all the Is It Phoenix? Oh, it's right there. Four of them. Okay.
1: And You're then... going to see more of the Hogak in the top eight of this one. Oh, I
2: was going to say, what a different top eight this is. Oh, I actually haven't looked yet. So let's go. Oh, you, uh... should, you should take a look. It's okay, beautiful. Here's mm. the.
0: Open, yeah, okay. So, Modern Green Tron won. Dominic Harvey was playing that. In second place, Bobby Colgrove was on Hogak. <coughs> sorry. sorry. Uh, in third place, Christopher Hafner was on Hugak. <coughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, in fourth place, Logan Hoberty was on Is It Phoenix? Which, uh, there's one of them. Uh, fifth place, Kevin Huang was on Hogak. <coughs> Damn it, <coughs> Uh, Adam Froncie, Froncie, yeah, was on Monogreentron in sixth. Austin Collins in seventh was on Hogak damn it. Uh-huh. And Harlan Firer was on Grixis Urza. That's the Urza, black. that's what Star City calls the Thupter Foundry Sword, yeah. Deck. Okay.
1: That's a lot of green in the top eight. So
0: that's a, half the top eight is, is a, yeah. a sound in your throat? Fifty percent,
2: that's thats healthy.
1: Fifty percent of the time, it's Hogok all the time.
0: Let's see. Rest of the top 16. Counter's Company, Breach, Shift. What? Oh, Through the Breach and Escape Shift, right? That makes sense. There, Yeah, okay. I've like never seen the name Breach Shift. Grixis Urza, Humans, Gruul Phoenix, More Throat Sound, Eldrazi Tron, and an it Phoenix. Phew. Yeah, just look at all of this. Hogak! You're going
1: to see more as you scroll down. Yeah,
0: it's just it goes on forever and they're, they're still there.
1: It's almost like 20% of the field is doing it.
0: Yeah, it's because it's borderline busted. It's obviously not unbeatable because, you know, Hogak didn't win so, either of If it sounds
1: weird that we're commenting on this, like, you know, this is modern. If it were standard, we'd be like, yeah, 20%, sure, why not? Like, that happens yeah. in standard. Modern is a very diverse format this is weird
0: yeah so you're down to the one boogeyman and the few decks that can beat it and that yeah that's not healthy they're they've got to do something i'm sure modern
1: is the biggest format of constructive magic based on attendance and tournament yeah. so they're gonna have to take care of that somehow Or it'll take care of itself, or maybe, suspiciously, when the new set comes out in three months, it'll have 15 cards that beat Hoga. We'll see. Get right on that. Like, again,
0: when its best counter is the most played card in the tournament, as it was in the Mythic Championship, and it still puts up those numbers, like, that's a serious problem. Yeah. I don't know if there is a better counter that exists in Magic than Leila. It's called winning
1: the coin flip in the mirror yeah they're not interacting with each other it's a
0: problem
2: it'll it'll be a land that when it comes into play you name a creature that could be cast from a graveyard and players can't cast that spell
1: bam benjvine dead oh man
2: it's
1: all right that's
0: the open let's go look at the classic real quick how many people were in the classic
1: the modern classic had 266
0: okay uh, John Hata, or John Hayda. Gonna, I'm going to call him that, even though it's probably wrong, because, you know, is going to win. Was playing going to John. Yeah. Was playing Four Color Urza. Wait, what's Four Color Urza? Uh,
1: sunglasses. It's apparently silver.
0: Oh, is this, Wait, no. Softer Foundry? No. What
1: Four Color Urza has... A Thopter Foundry, an Aether Grid, War of Invention.
0: Which is blue, black, red. I mean, Thopter Foundry has white in it, but that's not it. Is it?
1: That might be all that they needed.
0: To... It had wear and tear, oh. and tear in the sideboard, maybe? Oh, teferi. there's a Teferi in the sideboard.
1: Rascally Teferi sneaking in. Huh,
0: okay then. Phasing anyway. in uh joshua holland in second with the amulet titan deck andrew ballard in third with humans jason aielo 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 something like that playing (laughs) mono yeah uh cody napier in fifth on jund greg dugan in sixth on dredge jonathan aiken on seventh with merfolk and mm-hmm. Abraham Stein in eighth with Gruel Phoenix. Now you might go, hey, and look, if you look down, there's only two Hogox that made the top eight. So if you look down, you might think, hey, where's all the Hogox there? My response is going to be, they're probably still playing in day two of the uh,
1: Open. Yeah, I was going to make the exact <laughs> yeah. same observation. Yep. Not to take away from the Classic, but when you're in the Classic that's the same format as the Open, it means that you're not still in the Open.
0: Almost certainly. I'm sure for a large percentage of the players, that's what that is. So,
1: Look, I'm there. I've got the deck. I don't want to eat lunch. Let's go. Yeah.
0: I mean, you can eat lunch with a Hogak deck.
1: And not with that noise in your throat.
2: <laughs> huh. Why do you think you're making that noise? It's because you didn't, you know, get enough to drink. <laughs> because you're lunch.
1: trying to eat lunch while you're naming your deck.
2: That's right. So, yeah. Modern is, uh
0: a Small dumpster fire at the moment, so let's go to standard.
1: Living all of its dredge nightmares once again.
0: A little bit. So, all right, let's check out Stan. How many people are in the standard classic?
1: 121.
0: Oh,
2: that's. Hmm. That's not. Zero Hogok, though. <clears throat> True. That's fair.
0: All right. Chris Anderson is on the Bant Scapeshift deck that we saw at the uh, GP last week.
1: Yep. That makes sense.
0: Uh, Adam Martin in second on Jeskai Hero. Terran Huck on four color elementals. Ooh, okay. Cavalier of Gales, Cavalier of Thorns. Cloudkin Seer. Leafkin Druid. Okay, right. Risen Reef, yeah. Scampering Scorcher. Huh. Thunderkin Awakener. Huh. Omnath, Locus of the Royal, and Yarok the Desecrated.
1: Look at this freaking deck.
0: Oh, and Chandra Awakened
2: Inferno, of course.
1: I would, but I'm still having fun looking at Jaskai Hero.
2: That card's kind of ridiculous, by the way. With
0: Lava Coil in Neoform. To round out the main deck. Wow. Oh, wait, did you say you're still looking at Esper Hero?
1: Uh, Jaskai Hero. He's got Lightning Stormkin in it.
0: I completely didn't... Uh, you're right, Jeskai Hero is different. Oh, huh, does have
1: Lightning Stormkin. Or Lightning Witch. Stormkin is pretty aggro.
0: Yeah, Lightning Stormkin makes a lot of sense in this deck. Especially yeah. when you follow it up with Empyrean Eagle. Yeah. Oh, and Feather. Okay, yeah. I have seen this deck.
1: Yeah, I've seen it. It's just like that's a nice little aggro punch if you've got the blue early. Which you probably do.
0: Yeah, this it's it's Esper Hero but with more focus on hitting you in the face until you die. Yeah. Okay, nice. Okay, moving on. Uh fourth place, there's a mono red aggro by ABC.
2: What what? It's the way to aggro. If you're gonna aggro, mono red aggro.
0: Yeah. Which running one Chandra Fire Artisan. She's pretty good. Wait, which one was Fire Artisan?
2: Uh, she's the card advantage one.
0: Oh that's one of the M20 ones. Okay, there we go. Yeah. My brain refused to remember this card.
1: Because uh, I remember Baby Choser and I
0: remember
2: on no, fire. No, she, was, uh, she was she was War of the Spark. She was War of the Spark. What is Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's her War of the Spark card.
2: Yeah, go go look at go look at what she does.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
2: For some reason I don't hang on,
0: let me find another
1: I mean, Chandra already gets kind of samey after a while, so. I like all of it, but she gets samey.
0: Okay, so the M20 logo is actually an M20 logo. That's why I can't remember this, because my brain was trying to turn it into one of the M20 cards. Yeah, it's not. Right, yeah, this was the rare Chandra from War. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it.
1: She's the one that hits things when you take counters off.
2: Right, yeah. You hit her, she hits back. Right, right, right. Okay, we're, we're good now.
0: Huh, interesting. Alright, moving on. This is not what I wanted. There we go. Fifth place, Wes Williamson is on Jund Dinosaurs. Gonna
1: miss you, Dinosaurs.
0: Oh, no. Bronto Dave is stuck in the sideboard. Sorry, Bronto Dave, at least you got to play it all.
1: Eh. Well, at least he'll survive rotation.
0: It's true. Uh, James Johnston in sixth was on the Orzov Vampires deck. Like you do. Uh, Luke Bishop in... Whoa. Whoa. Sorry, Luke Bishop was one of my old bosses, but not this one, because he doesn't know what a magic card is. But anyway, uh was on Bandscape <laughs> Uh Yeah, because the Bandscape Ship deck is good. And then Stephen Byerly is on the Esper Hero deck, which is, yeah, the Planeswalker heavy removal thing as opposed to the yeah. hit you very hard in the face thing yeah alright well that's the top 8 yep uh Teemer Elementals more Vampires more Scape Shift and an it Phoenix and a Bant mid what's a Bant midrange Cavalier of Thorns Deputy of Detention Krasis uh, Mana Elves of various flavors Voracious Hydra oh this is the ramp deck Okay, right. I recognize this now. Got it. Okay then. Well, that's that's standard. Yep. Cool. And I think we're done.
1: Are we done? It looks like. It. I think we're done. Cool. Um. Okay. Uh, wrapping yeah. up. So you can find me on Twitter at squeal and There's no Eye and goblin because the Eye hasn't gotten back yet. After knocking out Chewie's power last week, I hope it finds its way home someday, but it can take its time because it's a jerk. Um, it is. It
0: knocked out my power last week.
1: It's true. It knocked out your internet after too. That was just a plot. And then it made it impossible for us to win overwatch. Um, <laughs> a total jerk, but yeah, so past that, um, Like, I was recently at GalaxyCon over the weekend. Um, Is
0: that what that's called now?
1: Yeah, it's what they call it now. Um, I don't know too much to report there, because I was mostly just there to hang out with friends. But it is kind of weird when you're just hanging out in a lobby, and, like, Riker walks by and goes to the bar and then goes back after he gets his drink. And you're just like, wow, I watched that on a show a million times. He does that in real life, too. So Did he step over the back of the bar stool? (laughs) I wanted him to, but he didn't (laughs) have to, because they handed him a drink. Oh. Yeah, but yes, he is very tall, um, as you would expect. Nearly every other celebrity is actually quite short. But there you have it. Um, so, like the next con thing I'm going to be at is Dragon Con. Yay, nerds in Atlanta! So, if anyone's going to Dragon Con, let me know. It'd be fun. Dragon Con is actually a giant party hangout con, so it's pretty neat. Um, if you're going to be in Atlanta. Send me a message on Twitter, or, like, at me on Twitter or something first. Um, speaking of Twitter, like, I have found a way to get the old Twitter template back, so I'm happy again because the new one sucks, and I hate change. Um, like, I'm usually pretty okay with changing things, but I don't like it when you change interfaces because it just screws with me. So as long as I can still dig out the old one, I'm happy. Um, or I could just get Tweetdeck or something like everyone else uses, but whatever. Um... Other than that, um, yeah, uh, I'll spare the, the tangent thing in the media. We have plenty of time to talk about that stuff later. Um, clues.
2: Hey, uh, if you want to hear more from me, I am on the Twitters as well. I'm at LockLuzet, spelled just like it is in the show notes. Um, I haven't really noticed the new Twitter redesign because I don't ever actually go to twitter. com. I use TweetDeck, so Squeak. I suggest you use TweetDeck. I know that's not helpful, but there it is. Um, I do want to say a quick thing about uh, MTG Arena. Right now, the uh, the planecation has started, where uh, they're visiting different planes as like you know weekly events. Uh, the one right now is uh, you pick a guild, and you get, uh, like, a pre-made deck for that guild, and then you play to, to get wins, to win basic lands, which are kind of cool. But anyway, uh, I, I logged in to, to do that, and my daily quest for the day was to cast 20 white or red spells. So I guess they knew exactly what I was going to do, and I went right on, and I played Boros, and it was great. So... Be sure to do that while you can. I think that event ends on Tuesday. So by the time you hear this, like you Tuesday might have already morning. Yeah. You might've already missed it. A lot of us. So you should, you should probably probably go do that is what I'm going to say. Uh, and that is pretty much it for me. Uh, tr- something, something be nice to judges, something over to Chewy.
0: I mean, be nice to
1: people
2: yeah
0: hi i'm chewy be nice to Chewy's
1: not judge. take judges are people
0: <laughs> judges are people most most of them
1: judges are people
0: uh try to try to be nice to people unless they're assholes
1: <laughs> that is a good qualifier
0: that's that's how i do things <laughs> uh so yes hi i'm chewy i do things here on twitch.tv slash themanapool and over on youtube.com slash themanapool and on twitter at themanapool it's it's there's a theme here uh i stream stuff on twitch like podcasts and uh let's see what have i streamed lately chat uh dota underlords and the dalaran heist in hearthstone that single player content that i didn't get to for a very long time it's really good so, yeah, everybody knows that already, but still. Uh, what else? Lately. Is that really all I've streamed lately? Well, that's awkward.
1: Um, I was away all weekend, but the last time I was watching you streaming, you were doing more Dota Underlords. So, that seems to be a theme.
0: I mean, yeah, Dota Underlords is a lot of fun, especially when we get people uh, viewers to play. Yeah, against, like you're so. streaming
1: usually with the people in the chat, so that's kind of entertaining to watch. Yeah. Cuz you yell at them and then they go sorry and they like that's the back and forth I want to see in video game.
0: They then they're never actually sorry.
1: No, <laughs> no, they don't mean it, but they lie. <laughs> That's uh, over, video
0: game. Over on YouTube, you can see the fruits of some of my streams right now, right now. What's going up on YouTube is of course some Dota Underlords because I stream it all the time, so entertaining games get turned into videos uh the the beginning of the end of the world of light mode in super smash brothers i finally started editing up the last stream of that to turn into videos Uh, i did some hearthstone with mike my manapool co-host and i edited up and rendered the last two videos from that today so those will be going up very soon and also the messengers picnic panic dlc is the other thing that's going on so lots of stuff going on uh the hearthstone will be over soon and then i can start human fall flat with steph which was adorable and uh titan souls two more things that i've already recorded that are sitting in the in the hopper waiting for me to finish some of this other stuff so i'm trying desperately to finish some of this other stuff so i can uh start new stuff yeah it's a problem when you're trying not to post two videos every day because the last time I went full on two videos a day For an extended period of time I lost a bunch of subscribers So I guess that was too much yeah, Probably too much So yeah I do One video every day And on podcast days I try to do two Just so if you're not a podcast person There's still something for you to watch So yeah that is the uh, That is the plan Over on youtube.com Slash the pool. And Yeah, so if you want to help support what I do with these, let's see, two podcasts a week, uh, one YouTube video every day, and at least like four or five streams every week, then you should go to patreon.com slash themanapool and become a lifeguard where you can get uh, Manipool episodes and YouTube videos early. You can get uh access to the odds and ends all the behind the scenes nonsense recorded before and after both monday night magic and the mana pool it's uncensored there and may be swearing do what
2: there may be swearing
0: there no there is totally swearing and you can get the sponsorship shout out on the end screen for all the youtube videos and on both podcasts so that's for the mythic lifeguards so hey Thank you to the Mythic Lifeguards, Kim Ho, Andrew Hunt, Al, Lance Delicious, Timu Hellas Haru, Connor Kennedy, John Morris, Alex Gonzalez, Jeff Spencer, Stuart Slaw, PJ McMillan, Sophia Bretain, Casey, Faye and Says, Danny Liao, Jason Doan, Cody Buckowing, Jake Jansen, Jason Kaus, Gothic Man, Brian Delucci, Stark Maximum, John Parker, Violet Moon, Aleph Cat, Dan Holm, Bartle, Sarah Jane, and the Beast Father Aaron Goodwin. Whew man uh thank you all so very much for your uh patronage I quite literally could not do it without you and thanks to all of the patrons at every level for the same reason could not do it without you but with that uh i guess we're gonna be done with monday night magic number 662
1: man yeah Can you believe that one episode of avant-garde show outlasted the judge program? (laughs) April must be so proud.
0: There's a joke that four people will get. Those four people... Yeah, and
1: they're all groaning. Yup. Those four people are rolling
0: their eyes so hard, they might have some
1: damage. It's because they're still listening to it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, with that, we're definitely done. So, I've been Chewy. That's Queen Clues. They're waving. Thank you all so very much for joining us. And, uh, be nice to judges.